0: Welcome to the Blockchain Practitioner's Podcast. On this podcast, we try to learn something new about an industry that will, in a few years, affect the lives of us all. I'm Stella and I'm your host for this episode. Today, I have the pleasure to speak with Elitza Taskova. Elitza is the product owner at Nexo. She's been part of the company's engineering team since 2019 and has been the driving force behind launching Nexo's flagship earn-and-earn crypto interest product, the Instant Nexo Exchange, and most recently, the non-custodial Nexo Wallet. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi Eli, thank you so much for being here. Really happy to have you on the podcast.
1: How are you today? Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here as well. I'm really great. How about you?
0: I'm all good. All good. It's getting really sunny here in Malta, so it's the perfect time where it's like not too hot, not too cold. So and not too too, too many tourists. So we really enjoy. <laughs> so tell me a bit more about yourself. How you got into crypto, and especially what experience led you to become a product owner at Nexo. What's your journey like?
1: Yeah, from my current perspective, I was unfortunate enough to see firsthand a lot of inefficiencies in our current payment ecosystem when it comes to running a global business because prior to joining Nexo I was part of a, a big sporting brand where I was overseeing their payment ecosystem that allowed them to run their global business and that meant for me that meant that we had to support dozens of payment methods around the globe A lot of integrations, technical integrations with a lot of um, frictions and uh, opportunities for failure. And yeah, while I was having this experience, I was really impressed, not in the positive way, how complex this ecosystem is and how many moving parts it has for for any business to really enable their global expansion. And um, during that time, I started realizing firsthand that blockchain has a real world real world application use case uh-huh. yeah exactly because you can really have an instant transfers of money uh, around the globe and that's something that we don't have with the current payment system nowadays so this was apart from the philosophical and more uh, like uh, the part that bitcoin uh, for example is a hard money that it it uh, has a finite supply uh, which are more uh, complex topics, I, I felt the real need for for an instant transfer and um, a coherent and uh, unified ecosystem for payments. And yeah, my curiosity started to grow um, more and more. So <laughs> that's how I met Nexo, actually, um, by realizing that this technology has uh, really, it can have um, huge implications in our daily life and can help a lot of businesses do things better um and yeah of course nowadays i <laughs> have many more reasons to believe in blockchain but that was how i met nexo
0: yeah and you've been part of the company for a real long time i think you've been uh, part of their engineering team since the very onset so how many years have you been working with nexo now
1: well four years <laughs> okay I think it was just several months but four years <laughs> <passed> <laughs> by pretty quickly um so yeah, a lot of time. Yeah. So when I joined it was two thousand
0: and nineteen. Four years in the space feel like uh, I don't know, ten years in the traditional business, right? Because you <laughs> see so many changes and and you meet so yeah. many,
1: so many people, it's it's such a fast fast going. We can I think we can all write a book <laughs> about years <laughs> a lot of turbulent years, I would say, not only for crypto and blockchain, but for the entire financial world.
0: For sure. Can you tell me a bit more about the concept of Web3 and identity, how they are, how they fit in blockchain, the internet, and in general, the world? Because I want to also speak about the Nexo Wallet. And I think identity would be a good way to kind of kickstart this uh, conversation.
1: Yeah. When I think about Web3, uh, uh, apart from the obvious that Web3 is an improved Web2, but what is Web2? Uh, <laughs> those are just terms. And the web, Web2 is what we currently have on the internet, it describes the fact that there are a lot of products running, digital products running uh, due to the internet technology. And uh, those products are built by third-party entities which hold our accounts. For example, uh, this is the case with any service that we use nowadays, like Netflix, Instagram, and so on and so forth. And those accounts are our identity on the internet. Uh, different representation of our uh, selves, And with Web2, we don't have this technological layer that can enable security and interoperability. And that's where Web3 comes into play. Due to the blockchain technology, uh, we can really expand on having a foundational layer to hold our accounts or our identity Without the need to rely and be dependent on third party. What I mean in a simple words is that um, if, for example, Instagram Instagram go bust, my account will go <laughs> with it. Like I will lose access to everything, and I will lose probably even my business because nowadays uh, a lot of business uh, run on social media. So it's a huge risk which uh, grows uh, bigger day by day. Uh, with Web3 and the fact that blockchain allows for storage of data and uh, the identity component to be on the blockchain layer, this risk is reduced and it's actually removed. Meaning that if uh, one entity uh, disappears simply, then you can just take your assets, digital assets, which can be the form of uh, cryptocurrencies, it can be NFTs, it can be everything that is tokenized in the future and move on other Web3 platform, which simply uh, provides some on top of this identity layer. So in uh, in few words, uh, Web3 allows for sec- more secure access and uh, control over our own uh, data and assets and also um, interoperability of this identity and assets. And that's yeah. really great because for me, this is freedom. Like. <laughs> The less dependent we are on any third party part, third party vendor, the the more free we are, and that is what uh, blockchain allows us.
0: Totally agree with you. It's the whole philosophy, right behind the behind blockchain, kind of owning your data, owning your identity. Um, and I like that you talk about the risks of Web two and the risk of having third parties involved. And that kind of leads me to ask you, how is Nexo a Web three company? Because it's it's a centralized entity, right? So how does the decentralized part come comes into the picture? And
1: yeah, well. If I have to go back in time, uh, 2018, 2019, when I joined the company, I think that we didn't have a lot of choice. Like We were always about decentralization and embracing the technology, and our products were always built on blockchain and with the vision to really be as much secure and transparent as possible. But even today, we have a lot of problems with user experience in, in Web3 and uh, really explaining and abstracting the complexity of the technology out of the product itself. So I think that the most natural decision for us was to go through this evolution of the product So from where we were first the bridge from fiat system and bank accounts to crypto to bank your first cryptocurrency to use it in a, in a really easy manner storing it, uh, earning yield on it, borrowing against it. With the events of the past year we saw A huge influx of deposits into DeFi products, which really proved that customers are ready to embrace the complexity when it comes to having more control over their assets. So that was, in my opinion, the right moment for us to embark on this journey and to position ourselves as a key player, because I believe that with this domain knowledge that we already have, we are best positioned to create um, a replica of our more custodial solutions on chain and really enable the next uh, wave of adoption for the blockchain technology. So yeah, I think that it's the evolution of the company <laughs> going in parallel with the evolution of the technology.
0: I see. And can you tell us a little bit more specifically about the Nexo wallet? Um, how does it differ from from other wallets? What are the kind of key features, benefits of, uh, yeah. of this wallet?
1: So, um, as I mentioned, our first focus will be to really replicate as much as possible current custodial solutions on chain because they, they have use kits uh, because they are the basic needs for <laughs> operating with one's funds, like storing them, exchanging them, sending them, transferring them to another account and so on. Uh, but apart from that, what is our distinctive feature is the um, the fact that we really want to embrace. Web3 and the identity component, component and create a product uh, where that identity can be created, sustained and developed in the future. Uh, and for this, we, uh, we call ours like um, the wallet is a smart wallet. It's because of the okay. technology, the fact that we really use smart contracts on the Ethereum blockchain to, uh, to sustain that uh, development of the identity component uh but like this sounds a bit vague i, I realize so what is really <laughs> smart about is about it is that um uh the technology and the recent developments on the ethereum network allow us to create different applications uh to use that identity for example we can uh and we we enable entry to the world of web3 uh with the help of a uh, decentralized application browser we have already uh, did a lot of things around batching transactions to reduce costs when transferring money Uh, for example the option to pay gas with different currencies which also is something that cannot be created with a simple non-custodial wallet so our differentiator comes uh, in this very uh essence of the product that it is a smart wallet run on smart contracts and those smart contracts allow us to really create, create a lot of features on top of the basic uh, non-custodial features um and yeah i mm, i feel like we are in the right direction because we see more and more interest in having one hub one entry for uh the vast world of um, decentralized apps and what are the most aspects you would say the three top criteria
0: that someone should should look for when they choose a wallet in general mm.
1: uh, yeah a three. Um, I can think of two <laughs> like
0: okay.
1: uh, for, in my opinion uh, I might be a bit biased um, but in my opinion what's really important is the ecosystem behind the project and the company that does the like build the project and the brand itself, and although we we talk about independence, uh, freedom, and so on, people trust brands more than they trust the technology, and that's normal because technology gets more complex over time, and there should be uh, companies and uh, teams doing uh, the hard work to simplify those technologies. Otherwise, nobody will use them. So by what I mean by ecosystem is the fact that some teams and uh, companies have uh, a huge, um, for example, with Nexo Ventures, we, uh, we did a great job, not only investing in a lot of companies, but also building those partnerships. And we have uh, connections with most, with one of the most exciting projects in the space, which allow us to be faster when building more uh, new products and iterating, Uh, making the innovation. So I think that this makes um, a product more destined to succeed. And uh, personally, when I choose what to use, I always look into the ecosystem and the brand itself when I make the decision. Of course, the Mm -hmm. product itself, like it's, if a product is used by many people, it most probably uh, has a lot to offer so that's also something to consider. Yeah, the security
0: because... also is extremely important when it comes to what actually I was expecting this to be the
1: first criteria that you would give surprisingly. <laughs> well for me that's table stakes. <laughs> yeah. Security is like in on blockchain and when it comes to non-custodial smart wallets, security is really a table stake. You are in full control of your funds so uh, when it's non-custodial Really, that's not something that we should brag and really use as a competitive advantage. Although our wallet, due to the fact that it is a smart wallet, has uh, an improved security by offering uh, uh, flexibility when it comes to who can access the identity.
0: And now moving a little bit away from uh, from Nexo Wallet, you as a builder in the space who has been building for over quite a few years, what trends do you see coming in the future for Web3? Um, what products are you planning on on building also for, for the future? Is there anything that Nexo is kind of working on right now that is a bit, uh, that, that you could reveal, that you
1: could uh, give us a little bit of uh, <laughs> uh-huh. news about? Um, well, what I think is inevitable is the tokenization of any asset class. Um, and I think that at Next, we're well prepared to embrace that since our products are like bulletproof when it comes to what is tokenized. It doesn't matter if it's Bitcoin or if it's uh, your house or. Uh, yeah, real estate, home. I was going to say, is a yeah. really, really huge one. Yeah. I believe that this is inevitable because those things are, as I started with the inefficiency in the payment system, there is inefficiency in any system which is not digitalized and which is not uh, really instant and 27, uh, 24-7 open like the stock market. So blockchain will enable um, those things to become more efficient. And I think that we as humans, we are always we always go in that direction to have more more and more efficient systems. And yeah, as I said, next week we're prepared to really offer our services no matter what the asset class is and no matter what is tokenized and digitalized. And I'm really excited about that because the more people go into onto blockchain, the, like our this should be an organic growth for our, not that we won't develop with those developments, but uh, yeah, having such products that are not re- uh, dependent on any uh, asset class is a huge advantage. Yeah, so tokenization of everything is what I believe uh, is ahead of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that
0: this year is kind of the year of uh, of tokenization. I, I feel it. <laughs> Last year it was very, very much gamify and DAOs, and and now we're moving towards. But that that's amazing because, as you said, it's it's mass adoption, right? We will get more industries getting interested in that in blockchain and crypto, and the more traditional ones as well, like real estate or jewelry or or um. We're talking right now with a project that is tokenizing jade. Oh. So yeah, they're tokenizing jade, and basically it's a whole, it's whole dynamics. Whole countries are thinking of tokenizing their assets. Um, so yeah, I'm personally very excited
1: about that. Yeah, I was about to ask you, what are you personally most excited about in in the space?
0: Oof, what I'm most excited about in the space, I don't, I don't even know where to start. I think for me, uh, the most interested in and happy to contribute in is the education more and more people kind of discovering the technology, not because of the bad things that are happening, especially that have been happening in the past couple of months, but for the potential, because um, I remember myself when I, when I first understood Bitcoin, it was like, um, so it became also obvious And I just can't wait for more and more people to to learn. And this is also why, you know, initiatives like a podcast or events or this just raises awareness.
1: Yeah, thank you for for saying (laughs) it. And thank you for doing what you do. I think it's really (laughs) important. And at next, we also really started to embrace education in the past several months. And we have something um, that will be announced pretty soon on that topic. (laughs) looking forward yes but you're totally right that education is what uh what's needed
0: yes because if people exactly because if people don't understand the technology they're afraid of it or they get scammed and it's it's not what we want right we want we want to this technology is about empowering people and in order to be empowered you kind of have to learn first but it's it's quite a learning curve it's quite a learning curve
1: yeah, I think that we nowadays are a bit impatient when it comes to uh, to allowing mm-hmm. something to really unfold. Uh, and, it's, true, yeah, it's true. We're, we're used really, to
0: uh, things going very fast as well. Everything exactly. goes faster and faster.
1: So. But if we look at the history, things took uh, hundreds of years to really yeah. happen, so we should be a bit more, <laughs> a bit
0: more patient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, is there any specific announcement that you would like to make about Nexo, anything that we should look forward to? You already mentioned the, an announcement, an upcoming announcement coming. I, I assume it's a surprise. So I won't ask more about this, but is there anything else that we should be
1: looking forward to? Well, there are a lot of things coming out this year. We have plans. Nowadays, uh, we not only have the centralized platform, but we also have Nexo Pro and the Nexo Wallet, which is, uh, really it's in And there are a lot of great developments happening there. I am not going to <laughs> ruin any of the announcements, but uh, uh, I'm no <laughs> sure there are a lot of things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that we already um, we already actually uh, announced some of them, like the mm-hmm. urn coming on the next wallet, and yeah, I already said about the decentralized browser, which we uh, really believe will uh, make people uh, some like it will help people navigate web three in uh, easier in more easier manner, and um, yeah, it's quite important for this educational part that we just discussed, uh, because you cannot understand things if you don't have access to them or they are not really um, positioned well enough into the client's journey. So I'm quite excited about this. I really want to see what our users will um, embrace when they have access to the vast world of Web3. And there are a lot of projects coming outside of our company that I'm really excited about. So it will be a really interesting year, I believe.
0: Yeah, I believe so too. If we survive 2022, I'm sure that 2023 is gonna be it's gonna be amazing.
1: <laughs> it can always get worse, but
0: Yeah, we're okay. It can always get better too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so thank you so much, Elita, uh, for coming onto the podcast. It was a
1: pleasure having you. Um I hope you had fun. Yeah, sure it was really nice. Okay. Uh, thanks for having me and hope to talk to you again.
0: Yes, for sure. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Blockchain Practitioners podcast and we hope you learned something new about blockchain and digital currency today. If you're involved in an interesting blockchain project and would like to talk about it in a similar fashion to this episode you just listened, feel free to reach out to us. Also, please like, rate and share this podcast to anyone you think would like it. If you'd like more information about this project, you can follow us on LinkedIn or visit our website blockchainpractitioners.com. Thanks again for listening and see you at the next episode.